Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Open dialogue. That's the nothing personal word of the day. It is Friday. Thank God. November 4th, 2022. Open dialogue comes from a statement released by Kyrie Irving last night apologizing for everything that has gone on in the past week. And that was the culmination of a day that evolved in real time, starting with Kyrie meeting the media yesterday morning with the chance to apologize and doubling down on not telling us whether he's an anti-Semite, doubling down on not communicating what was the reason for posting a link to that movie. Then in the, later in the day, you had the NBA releasing a statement from Adam Silver after his complete silence. And then even later, you had a suspension by the Nets and the day ended with the apology by Kyrie. So let's go back and try to review and explain how this day unfolds, why we get to the point we got to yesterday, and how we could forecast it as easily as if we were a meteorologist of PR and of money. All the media was trying to get from Kyrie Irving for the past seven days was clarification, an understanding of why he posted what he posted, why he felt it was important to share that link. We covered it ad nauseum on Nothing Personal, and we tried to explain what Kyrie should do, what he could do to start the healing process because he had created a real problem for himself. The NBA and the Nets and Joe Tsai had statements that were completely useless during the course of the past week. And we wondered aloud, what would Adam Silver think about what had happened? Why he was not putting his name next to some sort of response? As it turns out, there was work going on behind the scenes both with the Anti-Defamation League and apparently in the front office of the Nets in conjunction with the league office and with Adam Silver, who I'm sure Joe Tsai was in close contact with. 
as they were trying to navigate how to get out of this with the least possible reputational disruption to the NBA. Because of course, that's what the NBA is concerned with. Their reputation, their sponsorship dollars, their broadcasting dollars, their gate revenue. That's the number one issue for any league. I'm not singling out Adam Silver and the NBA. That's the same for any team. That's the same for any business. The calculation, as we told you Adidas did with Kanye, the calculation that we all make is, what do we have to do in order to put a finger in the dike of leaking dollars? What's the balance that we have to strike to do what's right versus what's right for our share price or what's right for our revenue and income. So you spend time thinking about that and the best and easiest way is for a situation to go away. That's the ultimate desire and prayer that you have when you're running an organization. All of that said, the issue with Kyrie Irving was not going away. And one of the reasons issues don't go away is when the person or the situation that has caused the original issue, if it's not a person, or the person who caused the situation, when that person does something to exacerbate the problem, to make it worse. And Kyrie had been making this issue worse. So one more time, yesterday morning, he was in front of the media, and it was a very simple question asked of him. And the question was, are you an anti-Semite? This is a softball, folks. A slam dunk in meeting with his agent, in meeting with his team, in meeting with his teammates. You don't think that KD would have said to Kyrie, hey, if this comes up again, here's a suggested answer. No. Here's another suggested answer. I'm sorry, that was wildly misinterpreted. Of course I'm not an anti-Semite. That would have been easy peasy. So Kyrie gives the interview, and when asked, instead of saying, and this is yesterday morning, so you're on the timeline, instead of saying, no, I'm sorry, he said, I can't be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Huh? What does that mean? I don't know where Kyrie Irving's from, and I don't want to go into where he's from, where he was born, what the circumstances were surrounding his childhood, his adulthood, his family. That's his own business. But I'm just curious in general. Is where you're from definitive in terms of who you are? I wonder if everybody from Germany is a Nazi. Nope. I told you when I was in Berlin just a few short weeks ago how much time they spend and money they spend making everybody from around the world feel better about being in Germany, spending money in Germany by saying, hey, that was a long time ago. That's not who we are now. Let's look forward. We are not anti-Semites. We are not Nazis. Under what circumstance would you say that statement that I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from? I just don't know what that means except for it's not an apology. So the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets 
had a problem because the first line of defense in crises like this is have it taken care of, had it cut off the head of the snake. But the snake was getting larger and more squirrely. The pressure was on. So we did a show yesterday where we said, hey, just out of curiosity, where are you, Adam Silver? Did it on Nothing Personal, did it on the Lebitard show. And wouldn't you know it, Adam Silver, while we were recording the show, was working with his PR people on a statement. He was finally going to weigh in on the subject. I'm glad he did. It was a very, very powerful statement by Adam. He mentioned Kyrie's name, and that was important because what was being criticized was the fact that the NBA and the Players Association, they weren't even saying why they were releasing statements a week ago saying we don't accept or acknowledge the existence of hate. We should all love each other. Come on, people now. Smile on each other. Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link. This is from Adam Silver. And about four lines later, he said, I am disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology. This is an obvious response to his meeting the media that morning, which means that the statement from Adam Silver was not in the works before Kyrie spoke to the media yesterday morning. Adam Silver did not release a statement because we asked him to. He didn't want to say a word. He released a statement because Kyrie doubled down on his not wanting to apologize and in fact making it worse with some cockamamie statement about where he's from. And the best Adam Silver could conjure was an adjective disappointed. Is that a biting word to you when you say to your kids, I'm very disappointed in you? Doesn't that hurt more? I used to think it did when I was growing up, when a teacher would say that or a coach or your boss or your significant other. I'm very disappointed in your behavior. It's not angry. I'm not sad. I'm disappointed. So Adam Silver's disappointed in Kyrie, but what he was disappointed is that he didn't offer the unqualified apology. And then Adam Silver said, and more specifically, denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. That means he's disappointed that Kyrie did not denounce the film. So you're disappointed that he didn't apologize and disappointed that he didn't denounce the film. That's a different word choice for me. If you want to be disappointed that Kyrie didn't follow up, his post with an apology, that's one thing. But the word disappointed to describe denouncing the violent harmful content, that's not strong enough. That's not a matter of disappointment. It's unacceptable. And then Adam Silver's statement ended with what his punishment is. His punishment is, I will be meeting with Kyrie in person in the next week to discuss this situation. Oh my God, Adam, that's the best he got? You're calling Kyrie into the principal's office? What's he gonna do? Does he check in at the front desk of the building in New York City? Hi, I'm here to see Commissioner Silver. Thank you, what's your name? Kyrie Irving, do you have any ID? Yes. 
You can go right to 69. Goes right up to the top floor, sits in the office. Adam Silver sits across and says, man, Kyrie, you've stepped in it. What are we doing? What do you want to do here? Are you willing to apologize? I never minded being called into the principal's office. My, do you, does anyone else do this? I tend to laugh when I'm in trouble. So that's what I would do when I'd be called in for misbehaving. Because back when I was in school, back in the day, there was no ADHD. There was no medicine. You were just kicked out of class because you couldn't pay attention. You couldn't sit still. And you'd be called into the principal's office. I never really viewed that. You're not going to call my mom, are you? Right? That's when you're getting serious. Like that's, that's the real carrot that you can hold over a student. Detention's not a big deal, but you can't call home. So Adam Silver is saying, I'm going to call Kyrie in and tell him how disappointed I am. We're going to discuss it. What do you think? Kyrie's going to say something different than what he said publicly? He's already discussed it for his 20 million followers. You going to explain to him the seriousness of it? He's not stupid. Kyrie's a lot of things. Dumb is not one of them. Misguided. Maybe, but not dumb. So you're going to call him in and talk about it. Okay. So that happens. And then time passes yesterday. Meanwhile, here's what's going on in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, it's an absolute disaster. Because New York City has a disproportionate number of Jews. As a matter of fact, I believe there are more at one point, and this still could be true, there are more Jewish people in New York than there are in Israel. I think that's right but I could be wrong now. But growing up, that was a stat that was fed to me. So the Nets have to figure out what are we doing here because there's an entire group of sponsors, fans, people who are not even Jewish, just in general, who are offended. And the Nets have this circus atmosphere around them as they're trying to bring in a coach who's suspended by the Celtics currently. They're trying to figure out why they're not winning more games. And everything is just negative. And when you're running a team and there's this level of negative energy, this happened to us in 2012 when Ozzie Guillen came out in an article supporting Fidel Castro and expressing his love for Fidel Castro. When you run a team in Florida and you have an employee who's your front-facing, public-facing head coach, manager, team president, GM, player who comes out and says, I love you, Fidel, you know you are dealing with that. When I got the call, ironically, I was leading a Seder at the time, when I got the call about the article that it just was going to be released the next day, it was an article in a magazine, I immediately left the Seder, which I shouldn't have done as I look back because it just showed my kids that I choose work over them and that was horrific. But I knew that I had to deal with that situation, not tomorrow, but right then, there had to be a statement and there had to be a punishment. We started the process of punishing Ozzie Guillen, and that's when we were being filmed on the franchise, by the way. We started that process that night. We started talking to constituents. We put someone in charge immediately as a conduit between us and the Cuban community because I don't have the credibility as a white Jewish person from New York to talk about what people from Cuba feel who had to escape Castro. So we had someone in charge who was Cuban who could teach me exactly the significance and what would be a proportional punishment. Help craft the statement. We had crisis PR people, we had people in the community, and we had this rallied that night. 
We suspended him for five games. I was willing to give a statement saying that I believe his apology. We crafted his apology. He agreed to say his apology. We had a press conference where he apologized not in uniform. We suspended him. And this all happened within a couple of days. The Brooklyn Nets have been sitting on their hands. But after yesterday morning, the Brooklyn Nets, that was the inflection point. They couldn't sit on their hands any longer. So the Nets made an announcement that they were suspending Kyrie Irving. And this happened around 8 o'clock last night. And they released a long statement because there had been too much silence that started with, over the last several days, we have made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions. The reason why they had to start their statement like that is that is a way to explain to you what took so long. They want you to believe that they were working tirelessly, tirelessly behind the scenes to get this fixed. That's what they want you to believe. I wonder if we asked Kyrie what was going on in the last several days and what the attempts actually were by the Nets. Was there counseling? Was there education? Visits? What, they had the one meeting with the ADL where they agreed to give a million dollars to buy their way out of it? Maybe that was the repeated attempts. So then the Nets actually acknowledge what made them suspend Kyrie Irving, which I would never do because I don't want to pinpoint it to a specific moment. I want to be able to defend the suspension. If we're going to suspend a guy and cost him salary, suspend him without pay, we have to paper the record because there could be a grievance. So the Nets instead said, we were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally, there's that word, say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. This was not the first time he had the opportunity but failed to clarify. Therefore, we can draw the inference that the Nets had no plans to suspend Kyrie because they hoped the ostrich head in the sand theory was going to work fine which is, this is going away. And when it didn't go away, because Kyrie kept doubling down, they had to change their plan of attack. And so they did. The statement ends, we have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies, wait for it, a series of objective remedial measures that addressed the harmful impact of his conduct and the suspension period served is no less than five games. First of all, it's no fewer than five games, but I don't want to quibble grammar. I'm too interested in the choice of words. He has to satisfy a series of objective remedial measures. You had people in the media scurrying to dictionaries, trying to figure out what an objective remedial measure is. We know what a subjective remedial measure is, a subjective remedial measure is, hey, I don't feel that great. Hey, I'm sorry. How many times have you had an argument or spoken to your children, your significant other, or your friends? Hey, man, my bad. Well, what do you mean? Well, I just, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. It's pretty subjective. Are you really sorry? How do you measure that? How sorry are you? How many times have you asked that? When you ask someone, how sorry are you? What you're saying is, I want your subjective to become objective. I want to be able to measure it in a measuring cup of sorry. 
Are you an eight? Oh, I'm a 10. That's how sorry I am. So the Nets somehow want us to believe that there are going to be objective remedial measures. Let me see if I can come up with three objective remedial measures. Do you get one remedial measure for every meeting you have with a group of religious Jews explaining to you what anti-Semitism is? Ah, you had one 45-minute meeting. That, it's like community service hours. That's an objective remedial measure that you have to meet three times. Here's another one. We're going to have meetings with you, and you're going to write on a blackboard, I am not anti-Semitic. You're going to do that 500 times, like back in school. I will not talk back to the teacher on the blackboard in the front of the room. That's an objective remedial measure for misbehaving in class. So maybe they were going to have Kyrie write, I am not anti-Semitic. That'd be objective. They said that the suspension has to last at least five games. Hmm, I wonder if that has anything to do with the collective bargain agreement. Kyrie Irving makes about $440,000 per game. So that's, he's going to lose about $2.1, $2.2 million. Boy, he's lost a lot of money from that guaranteed contract when he was not vaccinated. Couldn't play home games. Now, a five-game suspension. Hmm. So let's just pretend that the Nets have a list of the objective remedial measures that they need Kyrie to do. They then must have calculated that he'll need five games worth of time to do it. But then they wrote, no less than, and they meant no fewer. Is that because they don't know how long it'll take him to do the remedial measures? Or if he does the remedial measures quickly, it still has to be a minimum of five games. You can write, I won't talk back to the teacher and I'll behave in class 500 times on the blackboard. But either way, you're suspended from school for one day. Or either way, you have detention for two Fridays. But you have to do it. I keep picturing the teacher from the breakfast club. You want another? That's another and another when Judd Nelson kept getting detentions. That was subjective. So here we are with the Nets suspending Kyrie Irving. And we're going breaking news on CBS Sports HQ. And I'm saying something very simple. It's going to be more than five games. We don't know what a remedial measure is. And how do the Nets let him suit up again? And my theory last night was he's going to be suspended indefinitely, and I'm not sure he's going to wear the Nets uniform ever again. Because my resting assumption was Kyrie's been doubling down and doubling down. For $2 million, he's not going to take it back. But the cancel train started. It's only a matter of time until his sponsor started walking away, losing shoe deals. His agent called him up. Lawyers called him up and said, hey, this was all fun and games, man, but now you're losing money. And you live as though you signed that big contract, but you haven't gotten so much of that contract because of all of your personal beliefs of whatever have been your beliefs. Is this really the hill you're going to die on? So Kyrie had to give that thought. And wouldn't you know it, our day ended yesterday. Very late. Not because of the four-hour baseball game, which we haven't even gotten to yet today. And Kyrie Irving made a post on Instagram. He didn't do a press release or a statement. He did a post 
that was a black square, so there's no picture associated with it, and then there's a comment, his, his post. His post started with, while doing research on YHWH. Let me explain to people what that is, in case you haven't seen his statement or didn't know what that is. That is the, you're not allowed to write the name God in, the, in Judaism. You refer to God as Hashem. The Jewish God, the Israeli God is Yahweh. But you don't write the word, you don't say the word. You abbreviate it with YHWH, but you don't even do that. So I hearken back to my Hebrew school days, and I had no recollection of YHWH. I don't remember ever seeing it. And the reason I never saw it is Jewish people don't write that way. They write Adonai or Hashem. They say Adonai and write Hashem. So I was struck by the first sentence while doing research on YHWH. What does that mean? Here it comes. He's about to say something crazy again. He then acknowledged that he posted a documentary that contained some false anti-Semitic statements. So here's how his statement worked. It was written by lawyers and PR people. He had approval over it, and he made a few changes. And I want to point out the changes that he assuredly made in this post, because this certainly isn't written solely by one individual. There's no way that when you are writing an apology post to try to save your career and save your financial life and your ability to make money, that you put the word some in there. I posted a documentary that contained some false anti-Semitic statements. No, no. Even if you believe that to be true, don't put the word some in there. Just say, I posted a documentary that contained false anti-Semitic statements. Why Kyrie put the word some in, I'll leave that for you to decide. But I can assure you that it wasn't his lawyers or PR people who had the word some. So that's the lead of his apology. Not until the second paragraph does he get to the meat of what he needs to say. The second paragraph starts with, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. There it is. Are you satisfied with that apology? Do you like it? I was taught in therapy that when I say I'm sorry, I've always done it wrong, and it's caused a lot of issues for me in my personal life. But I say I'm sorry that you feel the way you feel. That's not taking responsibility for my actions. Then I'll say I'm sorry that if what I said hurt you, That means I'm sorry for the result, not the statement. He said, I'm sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's sorry for what he didn't said, so I think we need to keep reading. I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary that I agreed with and disagreed with. I'm not loving this so far, but it's going to get worse. 
He ended his statement and his apology. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us all. I am no different than any other human being. I am a seeker of truth and knowledge, and I know who I am. That was added by him, I guarantee you. The comma with the I know who I am. Sort of sounds like what he said yesterday morning, doesn't it? Let me remind you what he said yesterday morning. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. So we know that he knows where he comes from. We know that he knows who he is. The NBA and the Nets have to react to this late night apology and they have not yet. Kyrie Irving is gonna have to speak instead of write in the coming days again. Although my advice to him would be to zip it, not meet the media, not make any more comments at all because the comments he's making are not helping him. There are people who are gonna be on two sides of this, as you know, with any sort of racial issues and the number of racists there are, the number of anti-Semites. Please do yourself a favor and read some of the comments under this post and then ask yourself, do we have a problem with anti-Semitism in this country? the number of people who are upset that he had to apologize in the first place, the number of people who disagree with him needing to apologize. Forget the form of the apology. The NBA and Adam Silver, when Adam Silver meets across the table, are gonna have to decide whether that's sufficient, whether he has met the objective remedial measures, whether this was a step in that direction. The Brooklyn Nets are gonna have to decide under Joe Tsai whether he wants to own a team with Kyrie Irving playing, whether that gives them a better chance to win. We're not having this conversation if he's a bad player. This doesn't even make the show. This is a two minute segment that a player got released. I'm going to end the Kyrie Irving segment today with the following thought to you. We have to allow people second chances. We have to allow people to be educated and to learn from mistakes. We have to allow people to make mistakes. We have to try to understand intention. We have to not just judge the result. We have to judge the process. We have to judge the decision making. We have to think to ourselves, is this the right way for someone to think? Is this the way someone should be allowed to think? And the answer in our country is that we need to be tolerant of all types of thought, but no types of hate. We have to be accepting of all types of people, however they look, whatever they believe in, but they have to be willing to let us look and believe the way we do and in what we do. There's a long bridge left for Kyrie Irving to cross before he's gonna play basketball again. And I don't wanna take away his right to make a living. But I do wanna take away his right to be a misinformed, hateful person. He will have an opportunity to further correct his belief system. But if for one second, any of you were convinced that his apology last night was for any other reason than his pocketbook, then you are woefully mistaken.
We'll be right back. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Thank you. My name's David Sampson. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being a part of our show. We come to you every day, almost. We told you that once we get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, we're gonna have a giveaway. Well, you got us there. Now we're gonna say we need to get to 20 before the giveaway. No, I'm just kidding. We're doing a giveaway. Matthew Coca is gonna get to you. It may be on Twitter, maybe on Instagram, maybe on YouTube. We may do a video, but someone in the ten group of 10,000 subscribers on YouTube won something. But it's a piece of memorabilia. However, keep subscribing because we're going to keep doing giveaways at different levels. We got to get to 100,000 subscribers. We got to somehow, right? Let's start with getting to 11. So I still review movies every day because I still watch movies every day. And there's no way that we're going to do a show without reviewing a movie. I watched this independent movie called The Love Song yesterday. Two days ago, I can't remember what day. I'm in Groundhog Day right now, having been inside the CBS studios for 18 straight days during this playoff run in October, November. So the movie's called The Love Song, and uh, it is a movie about a woman who lives in a trailer that is hitched to a pickup truck in a gorgeous part of the country, and it is a it's it's almost like nomad land except it doesn't really focus on her journey it focuses on how she engages with her life it is acted beautifully there's only really one other character in the movie there's a few other things going on poignant moments 
tons of scenery shots, I believe, in Colorado. I watched this movie. It's a, it's a quiet movie. Let's just say that. It's called A Love Song. If you enjoy cinematography, if you enjoy the beauty of our country, and you want to see a piece of acting that is done more not with the script, but with her face and with her actions, this movie's for you. If you're looking for special effects, if you're looking for sex, if you're looking for swearing, if you're looking for a normal, regular, what you perceive to be a Hollywood love story, this movie's not for you. This really is a love song to our country and to what it looks like. It's a love song to people who choose a different way to live, a different way to be, a different way to look at life, and not the differences that we talked about before the break. I'm talking about whether or not you want to be on the wheel of work or the wheel of scenery, culture, outdoor living. I'm not saying the way I do it is right. I'm not saying the way she does it is right to each his, her, or their own when it comes to that. It's called a love song. Okay, let's get to our nothing personal pick of the day before we talk about the game last night, which a few things happened last night in baseball that we need to bring up. Nothing personal pick of the day. We had the Eagles. Of course, the Eagles won by 12 and not 13 and a half. So we lost that. We did have the Astros who won game five. They're leading three to two in the series. Today's an off day. The Houston Astros will have an opportunity to clinch the World Series. They're second in six seasons, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. They're second in six seasons tomorrow night, Saturday. So we went one and one. We're 126 and 105. So crazy. The Astros played the Phillies and the Texans played the Eagles on the same day. That's Houston against Philly. One in Houston, one in Philly. The same day, the same time. It was going on at the same time. Very bizarre. I don't remember that happening too often. All right, our picks for this weekend. Let's start with tonight. The Brooklyn Nets, the show must go on. Brooklyn Nets are going to play a game against Michael Jordan's Washington Wizards. I know it's not Michael Jordan's anymore. He's with Charlotte. Don't at me. I just associate the Wizards with either Ernie Grunfeld or Michael Jordan. Or Wes Unseld or Elvin Hayes. No, those are the bullets. Wizards are getting one and a half against the Nets. It is very hard for a team to focus when there is a circus around it. What we try to do is insulate the clubhouse at all times. We want your time on the field to be distraction-free. And there are times that can work, and there are times that there's no chance that it can work. Right now with the Nets, with Jacques Vaughn as their interim coach, with what's going on with Kyrie, there is literally, not figuratively, literally zero chance that the Nets can take the court and play to the maximum of their ability. Although, I could argue the maximum of their ability still stinks. I'm going with the Wizards plus one and a half over the Nets. Tomorrow night, the World Series will end. The Astros over the Phillies. The Astros are going with Framber Valdez, who's better than Justin Verlander, against Zach Wheeler, who's got the Max Scherzer arm fatigue. Zach Wheeler is the Phillies' best pitcher. The Phillies had an opportunity to go up 3-2, to two, and they have to feel disappointed. It's not easy to go on the road and win two straight. It can be done. The Marlins did it against the Cubs in 0-3 to win a series in seven games, so it can be done, but the Astros over the Phillies. We'll have full World Series recap on Monday's show because either way, the World Series ends this weekend. Sunday, it's the NFL. I'm taking one more shot at this, Coca. I'm taking one more shot with Aaron Rodgers. 
I think this is more with my heart. He's played fine, but his team just stinks. But they're playing the Dan Campbell, I'm going to break your kneecap Lions. The Dan Campbell, who got the vote of confidence from his owner, coach of the Lions. And the Packers only have to win by four points. If the Packers can't beat the Lions by four points this weekend, you will not hear the Packers as a pick of the day again, although I've said that before. So Friday, take the Wizards plus one and a half. Saturday, Astros over Phillies. And Sunday, Packers over Lions. Last night, there was a video posted during the World Series. A lot of stuff went on during that game. One of the interesting things was Justin Verlander getting his first ever World Series victory. That was amazing. Good to watch. But there's a video going around Twitter right now. And the video is of someone yelling at Commissioner Rob Manford. Rob Manford was at the game, and he was sitting in a box. And there are boxes in ballparks where there are inside seats and outside seats. An outside seat means that you're sitting in front of the inside room where the food is, etc. And you're sitting next to fans. And I like that Rob Manford wants to be among fans because most commissioners just stay in a box and they stay insulated. You can never get to them, never talk to them. Rob was just sitting there. He was sitting two seats away from Noah Garden, who's the chief revenue officer for baseball, Major League Baseball. He's helped get baseball to over $11 billion in revenue. Just terrific at his job. Been around forever, known him forever. So they're sitting there watching the game. And all of a sudden, some guy with, of course, the camera going, starts yelling at Rob Manford. And what he yells is, Rob, Rob. And Rob turns around and looks because no matter what your position is, no matter how famous you are, when someone yells your name, generally you turn. It's sort of instinctive. Is that a word, instinctual? It's instinct. It's Friday. What do you want from me? So Rob looks over, and this person yells, Rob, you want to know how to get more youth watching baseball? Rob is going to pay attention. I love this. It's a fan coming up with a suggestion of how to engage the youth, which is Rob's big thing. That's his platform. Let's get more people to play baseball. So this person yells, hey, Rob, I know how to get more youth engaged with baseball and the blackouts. Blackouts are in the broadcast when you are in your home and you can't watch a game when you're in your home city. Have you ever had that? When a game is blacked out, it's when you can't watch a different team in different areas because every team has a region, and this is all part of old TV deals. It's totally antiquated with streaming right now. Major League Baseball is trying to get all streaming under its wings the way the other leagues are, and they're trying to figure out the best way to disseminate the product to get the most people engaged with the product. Great. I agree. End all blackouts. But then this guy says, with the camera rolling, you want to get the youth involved? Here's the way. End all blackouts, you dumbass. And that's it. Rob turned around. What makes you think that the best way to communicate to someone is name-calling? When has that ever worked? I'm just asking. When you get into a conversation with someone and they start swearing, you know you've won the debate. When you get into a debate with someone and they start name-calling, it's over. They have no facts. They have no other go-to. You've lost any ability to have a platform that can be persuasive in any regard.
I was so excited for the video because I thought that there'd be discourse where Rob would go talk to the guy and talk about the blackouts. It's what I used to do when people would criticize me when I was walking around the stadium. I would mention, hey, let's talk about this. Let me tell you why we did the player move. Let me tell you why the concession prices are what they are. Let me go through the math. I'm happy to do it all with you. But you're going to start calling me names? I'm not going to engage. And so the message got lost because of the messenger. I end this week's of shows by asking you to think about that concept in addition. When you are trying to communicate something, the manner in which you communicate it matters. Words have meaning. Actions have consequences. The way you frame your sentences, the order in which you speak your sentences, the words which you choose, the adjectives which you choose, all of them help paint a picture of who you are, what you are trying to accomplish, and the way in which you're trying to accomplish it, and the effectiveness that it will have. When you are talking about a subject that is interesting and important, and that is being talked about everywhere, and you say, dumbass, You've ruined it for the rest of us who want to hear from Rob about his true view of blackouts and the possibility that they're going to go away at some point in the future. Don't you want to be effective with your communication? Don't you want to get measurable results? Objectively measurable results? Have a safe weekend. It's just business. This is nothing personal.